This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 103 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Now, most of us traders don't need a whole lot from our broker, uh, especially no-nonsense Forex traders. We don't really utilize most of the bells and whistles these things offer us. And that's really where Blueberry Markets comes in. I said on the blog, which you will need to click on down below, by the way, if you want my link. I said, this thing is pretty much the Google of Forex brokers. Now, not the modern day Google that's all corrupted, but back in the day, you guys know how search engines used to be. They were messy. And then in comes Google and makes everything clean and easy. And that's what you're getting here. And because it's so clean and easy and simple, it allows Blueberry Markets to give you the customer service you are looking for should something ever go wrong. And if you click my link down below, read the blog. And if you click my affiliate link in that blog, you will also get your own personal customer service rep you can call on privately should anything go wrong. It's the best of everything. Make the move if you haven't already today to Blueberry Markets. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and this is something I've been wanting to bring to your attention for a while because I find it to be very exciting. And I know we have stuck with crypto for the better part of this past month, maybe the last four or five episodes, but that's just where things are going on right now. And by what's going on, I don't mean daily events that don't really mean anything that crypto Twitter and crypto YouTube try to make a big deal of. I mean things that are coming together for the future in a positive way. So for all of you out there who are strictly on the precious metals and natural resources side, uh, stick with me while you can. Uh, But everybody, I think, should be paying attention to Bitcoin right now. Uh, We've spoken before how it has a tendency now to decouple from the rest of the market because of the banking crisis, which we do not think is anywhere close to over. But long term, which is the way we invest here, there is so many great things going on that were not going on before. Why? Well, for a long time, uh, Bitcoin was just a payment method and a, a fairly slow one at that. But it was still reliable. And it was still the one that everybody knew about. And so it got the market share it did simply from that alone. Uh, Now, over time, other cryptos were invented that went faster and did a better job. Um, But then Bitcoin started to build, too. People started to build things on top of Bitcoin. Now, the two most important, most significant things built on top of Bitcoin early on were the Lightning Network and the Taproot upgrade. And through these two things... An entire ecosystem is being built out. And I shouldn't even use the present tense. A lot of the stuff has been going on for over a year now. And we need to talk about it. Because I don't know how many of you are even aware of this or the potential significance it may have. Bitcoin itself was always a blockchain. There was just nobody really building on it because they wanted to keep it as pure as possible. And that purity is now lost, much to the chagrin of a lot of old school maxis. But unfortunately, you just cannot put the genie back into the bottle. And so it is no longer simply a means of payment. And for what it's worth, it was losing that battle overall, too. I mean, more people were actually using Litecoin than they were Bitcoin, if you can believe that. And at the end of the day, people understood, even just regular everyday people understood the volatility of Bitcoin. And just like me, they would much rather transact in crappy fiat currency than they would something that volatile. I mean, sure, it's fine to give it, but who really wants to receive it? So the most transacted 
cryptocurrency over time, at least from the last two years, has been Tether. And the version of Tether you find on the Tron blockchain, that's been the winner. Now, the grand vision of Bitcoin as payments for all is still alive and well. And I think more so now that this blockchain is being built out. And oh, by the way, they are adding their own version of Tether, USDT, to the Bitcoin blockchain, which I think is a big step forward for the reasons we just spoke about. You know, for everyday transactions, do you want to sit there and hold something that can drop 70% of its value in a year? You know, on the other side, do you want to sit there and receive something that could drop 70% of its value in a year? I mean, you would much rather just cut out the middleman and transact in United States dollars. And now you will be able to do that once this Bitcoin version of USDT comes about. To me, this is a very underlooked and a very major step forward. And now you might be asking yourself, well, VP, why don't people just use USDT on the Tron chain or the Ethereum chain instead of this? You know, how's this going to change? Well, I'll get to that towards the end of the program, but we need to move on. Because like I had spoken about before, there are already very important layers being built specifically on the Bitcoin chain. Now, for a while, you had a lot of peripherals that were being built for Bitcoin only, like your multi-sig wallets and things like that. But these things are being built on the chain itself. And I want you to know about them early, because if you dig a little deeper, you might find some real gems that could end up being the next, you know, Uniswap, the next YouTube, the next Microsoft. Now, will any of these protocols ever become as big as the things I just spoke about? Uh, Maybe not, but shoot, if it gets a third of the way there and you have discovered them early, then, you know, what's that worth? So let's talk about what's currently there right now, and let's take a broad to narrow approach. Now, the one I wanted to start with is called Fediment, F-E-D-I-M-I-N-T. And there is another part of this called just Fedi itself, F-E-D-I. And I don't really know the major differences between the two, but again, I'm not the best technical person to sit here and explain this to you, and I do have a general idea of what it does. And on this investing podcast, that's really all you need to know for right now. But this is going to be your overall operating system. And it is heavily built with privacy in mind. Uh, So much so that a lot of what's going on on this operating system is being used by Chinese people. And the authorities have not been able to shut it down. So I don't know how many Chinese are going to be bold enough to continue using something like this. Um, But, you know, you don't need... A big portion of 1.3 billion people to really make an impact here. Uh, now, one of the founders had said that the main, one of the main things it does is it stores your Bitcoin when it's not being used. So you can get it off of exchanges if you want, but still have it there for use case purposes. Now, all throughout this Bitcoin ecosystem, you will be using Bitcoin to transact through the Lightning Network. So it's important that your operating system understands this and also understands the communal aspect of everything else that is going to be built on top of this. Starting with, let's go one level down here and talk about Nostr. Now, you may have heard about Nostr already. It is being billed, at least early on, as Bitcoin's version of Twitter, I guess would be fair to say. And people who tweet can get paid in Bitcoin. I tried to mess with it myself, but the UX is so bad right now that really only tech-minded people can use it. It kind of takes me back to the days 
to where if you want to do anything on any kind of website, you had to know a little bit of HTML, and I didn't even know that much. So immediately, people like me get frustrated and quit. Uh, but I also understand we are in the very, very early days of this. Now, it is not just decentralized Twitter. It is an entire decentralized database. And Noster, spelled N-O-S-T-R, is allowing you to build anything you want on it. So it's going to be a fully built-out ecosystem in its own right. And some of the apps that have already been built on this thing are in the App Store as we speak. So again, these guys don't waste time. We're not going to have to sit here and wait for all these things to come about. They're already here. You know, maybe not in their best version. I'm sure it's going to get built out more. However, being early matters, and many of these things are already in existence, including, if we go another level down, something called VIDA, V-I-D-A. Think of this kind of as decentralized YouTube. Um, Again, it is going to attempt to be so much more. And from a creator's perspective, what I really like is it's doing everything it can to get rid of spam by actually making it cost a very small amount of sats, which are, you know, decimal units of Bitcoin, to post anything. You know, most scammers out there exist because it costs you absolutely nothing to call your phone or make a comment somewhere. And if it costs something, if it costs literally anything, then it just simply wouldn't be worth their time. And they would lose money. I mean, I wish it cost me a nickel to put a tweet out. I would happily pay that to get rid of the bots and scammers. And this is something Noster and Vita are both looking to do. But as a creator, or as just as simply somebody who likes to tweet, if you want to start making small amounts of Bitcoin for everything you do, you can go to both these platforms right now. And honestly, with both of these, I expect them to succeed fairly well. Uh, Maybe I could be way too early and better versions might come about, but I'm telling you, everybody wants a new YouTube. I shouldn't say this out loud because this does go out on YouTube, and YouTube is the platform that made me. Uh, But almost every creator out there has some reason to be unhappy with what YouTube has done over the years. The problem is the alternatives just aren't all the way there. They are either not very popular or too many people associate them with a hardcore view uh, on a certain political stance, or you just don't get paid a whole lot with them. You know, they're just not there yet. And everything they're doing with Vita sounds like, at least, uh, the answer to a lot of these problems. Now, will it receive mass adoption? I'll talk about that in a moment, but there's one other layer down I want to go into And that is going to be something called Fountain. Now, I'm I'm mentioning Fountain because you are currently listening to a podcast right now. Fountain is a podcast platform in itself to where not only can you give your favorite creators sats to boost the popularity of their platform higher to the top of the list for everybody else, you can also earn sats simply for listening to podcasts. I think all of you obviously listen to podcasts, you're listening to this one, but I don't think I'm the only one you probably listen to, if I'm being fair, if I'm playing the odds. So Fountain, just like it sounds, is something you may want to look into as well, especially if you're an aspiring podcaster, if you want to get into this early and make your presence known. I have not personally made the move yet, but I am considering it. So those are just some of the current platforms that are already there on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, I'd be remiss if I did not mention something that's getting a lot more coverage than all of these things, unfortunately, and that is going to be all of the tokens 
created on the Bitcoin blockchain right now. The vast, vast, vast majority of them being meme coins. I don't, it's either 1,400 or 14,000 tokens have already been minted on this chain, and uh, that is a lot in a very short amount of time. Uh, the top token of all these things being Ordi, ticker symbol O-R-D-I, supposedly has something to do with ordinals, but really doesn't have any utility other than the fact that it is a meme coin, and I saw it as high as 115 on CoinGecko. You know, so right now, I don't think it's a great time to start looking at tokens on this chain, but there will come a time where there will be. And uh, so right now, it's it's so convoluted. You have BRC tokens, you have ORC tokens, you have SRC tokens, all on the Bitcoin chain, but all kind of fall under a different heading. Either they're a meme coin or kind of a meme coin. You guys all know how I feel about meme coins. But again, watch this space because... You know, when it comes to overall mass adoption, I think there's two ways you get there. And I've spoken about the first one. When gaming comes out on these other chains, I think the appeal of the games themselves, and especially the appeal of being able to earn real money by playing video games, is going to make people rush into that space. If it gets popular enough, people are not going to care that they have to learn about the Solana chain or the Cardano chain or the Ethereum chain or how MetaMask works, you know, they will find a way and make it happen. Subsequently, if you can create worthy alternatives to Twitter and YouTube, now I know Twitter is already trying to build out their entire platform to be many things too, but if you can build worthwhile alternatives that people actually want to use with personalities they really want to go see, And you can do it on a blockchain to where everybody is already familiar with the coin itself. Again, that's much less of a barrier to entry than it would be if these platforms were on something like Tezos. Remember, we are not the normies. We are in a very small bubble. You have to think, what would a normie want? Normies are very risk averse and it's all about trust to them. And at least they understand what Bitcoin is, and they understand it's been around long enough, and there's a bit of extra trust there that you just would not see anywhere else, and I think that is important, and that might be just enough to put this over the top. Not to mention, you have the Bitcoin community, which despite all the maxiism and infighting, is a very strong privacy-focused community, and they will fight you. They are now challenging the entire hegemony of these huge Web2 giants, And they will not let you take them down. Now, the easiest way to invest here is to simply invest in Bitcoin, which I am becoming more and more bullish on every day. I've been a Bitcoin bull for a long time. You guys have followed me throughout this entire journey. But tell me that this does not make things more intriguing. Tell me that this does not provide even further potential upside. If it can not only continue to do what Bitcoin has always done, which it does, and is constantly getting better at doing that thing all the time. But for an entire blockchain that already has the Bitcoin branding behind it, to be able to little by little cut in to the multi-trillion dollar market cap of these Web2 companies, the best just got better. I am very intrigued when it comes to what this blockchain is doing. And maybe this increases your overall bullishness on Bitcoin itself, maybe it doesn't. But Bitcoin, and now the Bitcoin ecosystem, 
have a chance to disrupt so many things we do in our everyday lives going forward, I think you would be crazy not to at least try and be early here. 